Welcome to the Money Mindful Podcast, where money mindset and life coach Megan Jean Smith, hey, that's me, teaches you how to transform your relationship to money and achieve your life goals so you can live a glorious, magnificent, delicious, awesome life and love being you. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Money Mindful Podcast. I'm your host, Megan. How are you? How are you doing today? Glad that you are here. So I got an email today and it irked me. (laughs) I want to tell you about it. And coincidentally, it was directly related to what I wanted to chat with you on the podcast today. So there you go. Thanks, universe. This kind of stuff just happens sometimes, doesn't it? But before I get into it, I want to let you know that I've added a little something something at the end of the episode today. One of my past glorious, amazing, awesome, creative clients, Liberty, we did a little case study together. I interviewed her and she talked about the value and the benefit of having a coach and how that impacted her in her life and in her business. And I'm going to share that at the end of this episode. So if you want to hear from someone who has worked with me and you want to hear their experience, listen to the gorgeous Liberty share her experience of working for me. And apologies ahead of time, we did have a little bit of reception dropout that's been edited the best we possibly can to mitigate that, but there might just be a little few blips in there, but I'm sure you can handle it. Okay. So I want to talk to you about three behaviors slowing you down in your business growth. I got an email today. This is from someone I respect and I know that this email was well-meaning, but it really rubbed me the wrong way because she was talking about she was talking about exactly what I wanted to talk to you about on the podcast today basically that overworking is slowing you down it's slowing down your growth in business and i 150 billion percent agree with her but one of the things that she said was that burning yourself out and having relationship breakups and a whole heap of problems before you have some breakthroughs and change in your business is not normal. And I was like, hang on a minute. Yes, it is normal because that's the way that most of us have been modeled to growing up, right? Like you have to work hard to make money. When you work for someone else, generally the way hard work is promoted, right? You know, I work with a few people who are in the executive level in companies and taking days off or taking time off when you're sick is frowned upon. (laughs) You know, it's like work, work, work and working hard. A lot of people use it as a badge of honor right? Like it's seen as this really great thing to be proud of, like working yourself to the bone. And so it's no wonder that when we step away from the traditional employment roles and move into running our own businesses, that we run our businesses like how we worked for someone else, right? We work really hard. We don't take time off. And of course we do that because we want our businesses to be successful, 
right? It makes sense when you talk about it like that. However, the opposite is true in business. When you overwork, you actually make less money. I know, right? It sounds so counterproductive and like, what the heck? What the what? (laughs) So let me just break this down. So first of all, the three behaviors that are slowing your business growth are one, overworking, two, not setting aside time for working on your business, and three, not taking time off. And I'm going to break those down for you. Let's first look at overworking. And I want to start by saying that overworking looks different for different people. So some people, their personality types, they are freaking machines, right? And their version of overworking is potentially not like somebody else's version of overworking. And what you're capable of getting done in a day or a week or a month is also different. We all have different life circumstances. Some of you might have young kids at home. And so overworking for you looks like working more than five hours in a day, right? Because you're actually looking after little humans. Whereas overworking for someone else might be working 12 hours in a day or 16 hours, right? Maybe. The way that you like to work is you work. Let me give you this example. I recently just took a week off in inverted commas because I was still working. I took a week off from coaching my one-to-one clients, but I still worked for that week. I worked on my business. Now, my style of working, which could be totally different to you, is I get in the zone. And I put my head down and I don't look up. I don't even take a breath. I don't eat. I don't do anything. And that is the way that I like it. In one and a half days from doing that kind of work, I produced three months of content. Yeah, no shit. I'm not even kidding you, right? Because that's the way that I work. Now, for someone else, that would be totally not be possible, right? Because they work completely differently to me. Like they might do that in little bursts of time early in the morning because that works for them, right? So when I talk about this term overworking, I want you to really try to just apply it to yourself and your circumstances and what that means to you, okay? Now, How does overworking slow your business growth? I mean, it sounds so counterintuitive, right? Like we work more and we make more money. Isn't that how it works? No, it doesn't. When you want to make more money, you actually need time to think, (laughs) to cultivate ideas. You need time to relax and recharge. You need time to nourish your body. And I don't know about you if this happens for you, but I often get my most amazing, effective, efficient, incredible business ideas when I'm on holiday. So the other day I went out for a run and I ended up taking twice as much time as I usually do when I go for a run because I wrote a sales page, two emails and a couple of posts while I was doing the run because it just all channeled. (laughs) 
right? It just like all came to me when I was relaxed. And so I kept getting all these ideas and I was like, oh, I've just got to stop and take these notes. And so I would stop and talk into my phone and write this stuff out. But I was relaxed, right? And so it came to me. But have you ever tried to come up with ideas in your business or write a new social media post or, you know, write a sales page or create more business, put an offer out there and you're just so wide, you're so stressed, you've been working all day and you just don't, you don't have it in you, right? It's not, you don't have access to that because you're so exhausted from overworking. And this applies in and out of business, right? Like when you're working so hard and you don't have enough time to, you know, scratch your bum kind of thing, then you can't do things like create passive income streams for yourself in your business or outside of your business because you're so busy working in the business. Okay. So I want to give you a couple of tips of what that might look like to stop overworking. Now I'm talking about this, I'm addressing this at business owners, right? Because I know that you are mad passionate about your business. That's why you're in business in the first place. My gosh, if I'm not careful, I could sit here all day working on my business because I fucking love it. I love coaching my clients. I absolutely love my clients. I get so much satisfaction from producing a podcast like this and giving it to you and then getting an email from someone and saying, oh man, that helped me so much or producing content that I know is going to help someone or running a workshop that I know is going to help someone, right? So I'm driven to work. I want to work. I have so much motivation to work. However, (laughs) if I work, 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 there's a couple of things that happen. One, my personal life suffers because I'm too exhausted to be present with my kids and my family. And that's a big no-no for me. Like, I don't want that. I want to be with my kids. I want to be present. You know, I want to enjoy my life with them. I want to have balance, right? So here's what you can do to prevent overworking. One is if you're so in the habit of overworking, sometimes you can't see the forest from the trees or the trees from the forest, whatever that saying is. So plan ahead of time. Maybe you are fully booked, insane, you know, you've got customers coming out your ears and you just can't see when you could possibly slow down in this very moment. So know that sometimes there's seasons right? Sometimes in your business, you might have seasons where you're doing a launch or it's, you know, one of my clients is an interior designer and there's a stager and there's parts of the year when it's really busy for her. It's seasonal. And so, you know, she's not going to stop working in those seasonal times, but outside of those seasonal times, she slows down and she plans for that, right? So, it's sometimes we can't stop. Well, You can stop whenever you want. You're in charge, right? But sometimes it doesn't feel good to do it immediately. And so what I want to offer to you is plan things ahead of your time, ahead of time. And so what that looks like for me in my business is 
around about now, we're getting towards the end of the year, I'm starting to look at 2023 and I'm already planning now when I'm going to take time off throughout the year. So I have kids who are school age, so I plan times in the school holidays when I take time out, time off, dedicated time to be with my family. And I'm also planning time off from coaching my clients, but I'm still working in the business. And I'm going to explain that to you in a minute. So just park that for a second. But I'm planning way in advance. So I'm prepared. It doesn't feel like, oh my gosh, I'm abandoning my business or I'm abandoning my clients. You know, I let my, I give my clients heaps of notice. Like this is a non-coaching week, right? But when you plan in advance, you can create one safety for yourself to go hard when you want to work hard because you know you've got breaks coming up and two, you know you have breaks coming up. (laughs) So you don't feel that stress and pressure because you know you're going to have time off. Now, that's how I do it, but that could look totally different to you. Maybe you just work 12 hours a day, two days a week, or five hours a day, three days a week, and you have a five-day weekend every weekend because that's what works for you. There's no hard and fast rules. The only indicators are, and I think generally you know, you know, but you know, sometimes you just don't want to admit it to yourself when you're overworking and you need to change those behaviors so you're not overworking and you're setting those boundaries with yourself, but they're boundaries for you that work in a way for you. You do not have to do it like anybody else does it. Maybe you work seven days in a row flat out because that's how you like it and then you take a week off. Maybe you work from 5 a.m. because you're a total early bird to 9 a.m. And then you stop and you don't work for the rest of the day. You hang out with your kids or, I don't know, go for a surf, whatever. There's no rules except for the rules that you make that work for you. Okay, so the next thing is a behavior that slows you down with your business growth is not setting aside time for working on your business. Now, if you are fully booked, congratulations, good for you. I love that for you. That can slow you down (laughs) in your business growth. (laughs) What the heck? Okay, that sounds counterintuitive as well, right? But it's true. I'm basically fully booked. I keep kind of opening. I'm terrible, but you know, when people want to work with me, I keep sort of okay, I'll just open up one more spot. But I'm really at that stage where I really can't open up any more spots, right? Because there's only so many hours in a day and I need time to work on my business. And I've been getting really creative with this. I've done this in different ways. So first, I used to just see clients at any time whenever they could, right? Whenever they were available, I just made myself available for them. But then I realized I just had 45 minutes here and 45 minutes there to work on my business. And that just wasn't enough time because by the time I made myself a cup of tea and got in the zone, it was time to see another client. But, you know, I've learned all this from experience. So, you know, I played around with, I had certain days. I only coach on certain days. And then I have a CEO day, right? Where I work on the business and I make sure I have that every week. So I have one day a week when I can work on things 
on the business. But then, you know, I realized there's bigger projects and things that I also want to create for my clients. And that's not possible for me to do in a day in the way that I like to work that suits me. Maybe for you, that is, right? Like, again, I I feel like I'm repeating myself, but I always want to say this. There's no right or wrong way to do it. It's just the way that works for you. And so for me, I was like, okay, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to plan in some non-coaching weeks where I don't see my one-to-one clients, but I spend time working on the business and developing new things to make my business even more awesome and the experience for my clients and myself even more awesome. And that works for me, right? Now, again, it doesn't matter how you do it. It might look like for you that you take one week off a month to work on your business, or maybe you have three days a week when you work on your business, or maybe you do it once a week, or maybe you do it every afternoon and you only serve your customers in the morning, whatever. There's no rules, right? But you've got to set aside time to work on your business because if you're not working on your business, you're not evolving your business, you're not growing, you're not having the time to develop new and awesome efficient ways of doing things or new and awesome products in your business. You need that time to problem solve, to be creative, to work on your business. Everything that I have developed in my business, like my client portal, for instance, or the masterclasses that I've run, workshops, I've done that when I've had time to marinate in working on my business, right? I've been able to create those things when I've been able to put time aside, when I can just put my head down, bum up and get that stuff out. And that's the way I like to work. But you don't have to do it that way, right? Okay. So that's the second behavior. The third behavior is not taking time off. Come on. I know you do this because <laughs> I do it too. And you have to take time off because think of yourself like a plant. A plant doesn't just grow, 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 bloom, 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 flower, 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 24-7 hours a day, 365 days a year. No. Look at the seasons. You know, there's we need time to restore. You know, this whole idea of working yourself to death is just bullshit and toxic and not good for your health and well-being. And who wants to work, work, work? And I mean, maybe when you do work, you do make more money. But if you're so overworked and burnt out and you don't even enjoy your life, what's the point? Like, what is the actual point? Seriously. And why did you get into business in the first place? Did you get into business because you wanted to overwork and burn out and have a shitty life? No, I don't think so. You got to take time off. And I know that can feel like you want to punch me in the face when I say that. <laughs> Cuz sometimes when I hear people say stuff like that, I'm like, "What? No. You know, I don't have time to do that. I've got all this stuff to do." But the truth is, and I know you know this, is that when you look after yourself and you take time off, you get so much more done and you have all these amazing ideas. Your 
productivity is through the roof and you make more money. Haven't you ever sat there stewing on something and you just feel foggy and you're just trying to smash it out and you're just like, oh, I just can't think, I can't, I can't do this. And then you sit around trying to write an email for an hour or something like that. But if you just stopped work and took time off, the next day when you've had a good night's sleep and you've had some rest, you get up and you just knock that email out in five minutes, right? (laughs) Or maybe that's just me. (laughs) Okay. So in summary, if you want to have more growth in your business, if you want to make more money in your business, you've got to one, stop overworking. Two, stop not setting aside time for working on your business. And three, you've got to stop not taking time off. Okay. You need to work in a way that works for you. Give yourself the space to work on your business and take time off. And the final point I really want to push home for you is all of those three things can be done in a way that works for you. Okay. And if you have always worked really hard because that is how you have grown up learning how to do it, do not make yourself wrong for being that way. Like, do not stop listening to this podcast now and think, oh, what's wrong with me? I'm burnt out. I'm overworking. I don't take time off. I never set aside time to work on my business. No, 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 no. Often we've just never stopped to realize this stuff. Or And this is why I'm sharing with you right now. And in my personal experience, I've had to try things out right? Oh, I wonder what happens if I do this or I wonder what happens if I do that. If I, you know, work this way, does that align with the way that I like to work? Or if I work that way, how does that, how do I feel when I work that way, right? You get to do it in a way that works for you and it might require some trial and error and it might require some practice, right? Because you're changing your behaviors, So don't make yourself wrong, please, if you're doing any of those three things. I have done all of them lots of times and I still find myself sometimes, you know, forgetting to take time off or not setting aside time to work on my business or overworking. Yes, hand up. I'm guilty of all three. There's nothing wrong with you if you do that and you don't have to look like some business guru that says, oh, you know, I always have time off with my kids and la, la, la. Okay, good for them. Um, <laughs> you get to do it in a way that works for you. And if you're struggling with this and you need some support, this is some of the types of things that I do with my one-on-one clients. I help you in a holistic way achieve your money and life goals. And often that looks like working on stuff in your business and helping you find ways 
to grow your business and reach your money and life goals in a way that is totally in alignment with you, your life, like your current life circumstances and your values. So if you want to hear what it's like to work with me, stick around because Liberty is going to come on and have a little chat. She's going to share her experience of working with me. And if you want to find out more about working with me, go ahead and book a consultation on my website. I always put a link here in the show notes until I get in your ears again next week. Have an amazing week. Bye-bye. All right. So I just want to welcome Liberty, who's been working with me uh, for, what, nearly six months now? Liberty, do you want to tell a little bit about yourself and your business? Yeah. So my name is Liberty. I am in the USA and I'm an entrepreneur, a solopreneur really, because I it's just me, myself and I, and I work in the creative industry primarily. And then I also just launched a new travel company. So doing two different businesses by myself. And so I pursued coaching just to help with one, to have an ally on my team, two, have somebody to process with, and then three, to get past all of the mental blocks that come with being an entrepreneur and doing scary things in the world. That's me. Can you talk about how what that looks like in the practical sense of having an ally, having someone to process with? So the nature of entrepreneurship is creating something that doesn't yet exist, right? So it's like you have an idea in your own heart in your own mind. And then you are supposed to have the confidence then to put that out into the world. And that's very scary and isolating and lonely and exciting and, you know, all the things. And so I think I just felt this tension for years of who can I trust to like process all of this information with? Like I'm having all of these mental blocks and I don't know how to get past them myself. And it's like, I'm only working with myself on a day-to-day basis. And so I think just having somebody that like something that you do all the time is you point out things that I say, and then you almost like challenge those things and say, well, where does that come from? Or why do you believe this? Or earlier today we were coaching and I said, well, then I have to do it in order to get results. Your response back was, well, why do you have to do it that way? And then I realized that that's been something that's just been cemented in my mind of it has to be this way. It should be this way. And so just having somebody to come along and kind of challenge those thoughts and provoke new ideas has been really helpful. Yeah, so good. So could you talk a little bit about like during our coaching time, like what have you learned? Like what have you found most valuable? Oh, there's been a lot. Um, I think what I found most valuable is we've had so many different types of conversations about what I'm doing, what I want to be doing, what I'm charging, uh, where I'm going next, like so many different topics of conversation. But almost every single time, it's led back to the exact same revelation of like my main block that holds me back. And I found that very interesting because it's like, there's just this commonality of this one major thing is holding me back and it's holding me back in all of these different areas. And so that's been really helpful to kind of like um, filter through the fluff and get to the root of, oh, you actually are scared of being seen and scared of putting yourself out there. And that's why this result isn't happening and this result isn't happening and this result isn't happening. So that's been the most helpful. 
Do you have an example of how that shows up maybe as a tangible result or an intangible? I mean, intangible is also fine, but we have we have both, right? Like tangible and intangible results, like because of the coaching. Like, do you have any examples that you'd be able to share? Because one of the things that I know you've shared with me before is that you said learning the model. Like when I taught you the model that we do, like the CTFAR, like you were saying how helpful that is, how you can apply it. But I'm just wondering if you can share, like, how have you applied that? Like, why has that been valuable? Yeah, that's good. So, yeah. So in the very, one of the first coaching sessions we did, I learned a model of how you take a thought that you perceive as being negative and then kind of work through that thought and dissect what's the, first of all, what is that thought resulting in? What's the action that you're taking because of that thought? But then also, where is that thought coming from? What's the feeling associated with it? And then ultimately realizing that every single thought is actually just neutral. And, but then we apply or, or the circumstance is neutral, but then we apply some type of like negative or positive emotion to it. And so for me, working in a lot of different kind of industries, I feel like I will have this very common phrase that's said to me, which is, how do you do so much? Or I never know where you're going to be or something along those lines. And I always perceive those things as very like negative. And, but the reality is when people are asking those things, they're just genuinely curious. And like, it might be negative. I have no idea. It's just neutral. Receiving it as a very negative thing, like almost an accusatory Like you shouldn't be doing too much or you shouldn't be going different places or, you know, all this, this negative sentiment or, and then that would cause me to downplay what I was doing or to hide, not talk about it, or actually even to do less so that nobody would ask me those questions. And so learning that model and being able to realize, oh, this is actually a very neutral statement. And I'm the only one that's applying the negative emotion to it was very, very helpful. And then I've taken that model and applied it to so many different thoughts, or especially things that other people say to me. Somebody asks me a question, and I immediately feel like attacked or accused or something like that. I can then apply that model and realize the only negativity is coming from my own self, not from the actual question. So that's been really helpful. Ah, so good. Can you talk about, because today you shared with me about your pricing and how you've increased that. I think you said you've increased it a couple of times since we've worked together. Like, are you able to talk about some of the tangible results that you've got out of coaching? Yeah, I've increased my prices a bit. And I think that had to do with one, just having the confidence of you can just charge what you want. That was really helpful. Just that thought alone. And then also realizing that when I charge more, everybody wins. And I think that's a really helpful comment because I started, especially in the creative industry, that's highly male dominated. I started thinking if I charge more, I'm actually pioneering and paving a way for other women to be able to charge more. And that's very motivating for me. And then also when I charge more, I'm able to hire more people and help those people. And I'm also able to serve my clients better because I can put more time into them. And 
Yeah. So that, that's been a really, really helpful thing. And so I have increased my prices a couple of times. It's basically like every time a new client comes to me, I think I should charge more this time. And then I just increase it there. That's been a very practical result, but I'd say more than anything, the best results have just been in my mental space. Yeah. Oh, so good. I love it. So why has coaching been a great decision? There's so much that we hold ourselves back from. And I mean, I guess I'll just speak about me. I hold myself back in so many ways and having somebody to call that out (laughs) and challenge that is very helpful for me because like I said earlier, other than that, I'm just in my own mind all day long working with myself. And so having an external person be able to help you process through things and challenge you is huge. And that's been really, really helpful for me. And there's been so many times the last six months that I've referenced something that we've talked about. I'll say, Oh, my business coach tells me this, or I always, I say a mixture of my mindset coach or my business coach or my life coach, like so many things, but I've referenced our conversations so many times in other conversations because of the insights that I've had. And usually most of the insights come after the sessions. I'm definitely an internal processor. So we'll have a session and then I'll go think about it for a few hours. And then like five days later, I'll be like, ah, yes, I see how this applies. Liberty. So, cause I'm curious, cause there might be someone listening who's like, that's all very well for you, but would this work for me? And I'm just curious, like, is there any piece of advice or wisdom that you want to share with somebody who might be thinking about coaching with me? Yeah. If you're thinking about it, then it's probably an indicator that you should do it because you don't typically have thoughts like, like not everybody that's listening even has a thought that is like, that's something I should do. So I'm kind of a firm believer in if you think you should do it and you've come back to that thought a few times, then you should definitely do it. That's one thing. But then the second thing is like, regardless of what business you're in, what industry you're in, what you're trying to do, you are a human and you have a mind and you were raised in a certain way. And then life has happened to you in a certain way. So therefore you have mindset around everything that you're doing. And so mindset coaching is going to be beneficial regardless of what industry you're in because you're a, you are a human who has a particular mindset about things. So it's always a good idea to get outside perspective in your mindset and what you're doing. I mean, it's like if you're trying to play a professional sport, you are going to have a coach, even the best athletes. And that's just the way that it is because it's somebody that has an outside perspective that's able to see what you're doing and then give you advice and challenges and insight on that. So definitely if you're thinking about it, you should do a consultation call and full send. I love it. And just one more thing, Liberty, because this relates to what you said because you had reservations at first about working with me, right? And so I think this, do you want to say what they were like and how that was addressed? Yeah, I had been looking for a business coach for a while that had worked in my industry because I was looking for somebody who had the particular experience that I had had that could just give me wisdom on that. But when I did my consultation call and then I really started to realize it's not necessarily specific business advice that I needed as much as just mindset breakthroughs. And because really within ourselves, there's so much we can create. There's so much we can do. 
and mindsets hold us back more than almost anything. And so I, once that clicked in my mind and I was like, oh, I actually need more of that than this very practical kind of, or like not practical, but specific advice in my industry, like this mindset stuff is going to do so much more for me. And so that's when I ultimately made the decision to go this route. And it was definitely a good decision. I think we'll end it on that. Thank you, Liberty. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Money Mindful Podcast. For future episodes, be sure to subscribe. Ready to take the next steps? Creating your money and life goals can be super challenging if you don't have a process to follow. Get my free course that will help you get unstuck, clarify your goals, and get you going. For more info, go to meganjsmith.au.